tonight, I'm going to just sort of help us bring this year to a conclusion and get ready for next year. And we're going to talk about crushing the barriers to growth this year. I mean, we're not just going to beat it. We're going to crush it. Crushing the barriers to growth this year. I did get some seed thoughts. I don't I like to mention those who I read along with, Pastor Larry Stockstill, and I'll be quoting John Maxwell some. But uh, first of all, how many want to grow positively? Want to increase? Well, here's the thing we have to know. Growth is first internal. First internal, then it's external. So many people are groping for external you know, growth, but they, they have to do something inside to make adjustments. Maybe they need some more training first before they can handle the growth to come. Uh, we're talking to pastors and leaders all the time that want to grow, but they don't have proper infrastructure to support it. So why would God send a harvest to a place that couldn't contain it? So there's just so many things that we, we continually are trying to perfect here at Harvest Church, and we will continue to build stronger teams. We'll continue to, uh, you know, uh, build infrastructure of excellence so we can serve you better and others better. But tonight, again, we're talking about crushing the barriers to growth this year. I want to go to 3 John and verse 1 and 2. In 3 John, it says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. This is a Holy Spirit uh, giving unction here in a prayer. He wants us to prosper. And he wants us to be in health. But how is it going to be? How are we going to prosper? And how are we going to be in health? It's just even as our soul prospers. For instance, if you're believing, if you're dealing with sickness and you don't know that God sent Jesus to take on our infirmity and bear our sicknesses and with his stripes we're healed, we're not prospering in our soul along that line. And it would take a gift of the Spirit in order to manifest healing in our life. But as much as we love the gifts of the Spirit, we want to make sure that we have the faith that can keep what we've received, regardless of how it comes. So that's part of prospering. You know, there's part of prospering. How many want to prosper financially again? Anybody want to? Could you stand some increase? Well, what if God tells you to go take a class? (laughs) It's going to be a fun night tonight. You, have no, you just got a grunt from me over there. Come on now. But, you know, even think about natural, natural growth. And at about what age do, do children stop growing? Do you know? About 16. I've heard anywhere from 15 to 21. So, you know, the average age between 50, uh, 15 to 21. But I, but I often wonder, at what age do most people quit growing in their development. Uh, at, at, what, at what age do leaders think that, that that's all they want to know? Be it they're trying to influence someone else, but they don't, need, they don't have what they need to know to win that type of harvest. Um, there's, there's all kinds of churches that truly, truly, truly want to be multicultural, but their slant is one particular d- dominant persuasion. So if it's a dominant persuasion of white church or white influence, it's not necessarily going to attract the different cultures because it's different. Uh, and then it could be black, it could be Hispanic, it could be whatever. And, that, and that's why there's, there's a sound 
there's a sound in the house that we have to learn that all races and all ages can come, and that's our assignment, so we are continually studying that. Hannah does a good job with that in praise and worship. She's infiltrating sometimes some, some old songs. I'm like, man, bring that one back. That's good. And then all the new stuff, but, you know, but there are, I don't mean to be down. I'm just saying if we don't learn, we'll be running off the very harvest we say that we want to gain and we want to win. That's why I say every time we go out of these doors, it's our responsibility to go and give another race a better experience. You'd love them, kind to them, even if they cut an attitude towards you. You just you'd be, be kind. But unfortunately, judging from uh, some of my observations, and this is Pastor Stossel speaking now, he said most people stop growing as far as learning, at the end of their 20s. Rarely will you find a person committed to a comprehensive personal growth plan in their 30s, 40s, and beyond. I guess we should say 50s and 60s. I'm like, I used to think that was old. Now I'm getting close. <laughs> but anyway, I, I love the leaders that I follow because... No matter how far God has brought them, they're learning. Uh, you know, I don't go out of town when I have one of our ministers speak here. I want to learn. Right. I, I want to see another angle. I, I, I want to see how we can, you know, round out the picture. Uh, when, when the younger, when the younger uh, generation's up here ministering, we, we want to learn. We're not going to sit back and say, what are you going to tell me? No, they, they can speak a lot if, if you'll just give them proper venue and coaching. But leaders never get to the point where their influence is maxed out. You can influence your world more positively in 2022. Say it with me, I will. And um, we always, every, not, no matter how old you are, we all have unreached potential waiting to be fulfilled. Let's go back to that, that one quote I said, growth is first where? Internal. And then it's external. Sort of like you getting saved, you're born again, the nature of God's placed only inside of you, the fruit of the Spirit's placed only inside of you. But we have to meditate in that word and pray and assemble and learn. And all of a sudden, that good thing that's been put into my spirit, man, starting to show up in my flesh. And I'm not it's, not, it's not hard to act out my nature now. And other people are recognizing that, oh, I think they really got something this time. Because that's just the way they are anytime I get around them. Well, in leadership, how far you go depends on how much you grow. In life, how far you go depends on how much you grow. So unlike your physical height or growth as a leader is within your control, growth as a leader is within your control. I mean, how many want to be more like Jesus this year? Do you think that's going to cause us to put down a few goals and change some more? Yeah. You'll grow the most 
when you know the most about how the process of personal development happens. And, and again, I'm, refer, I'm talking to you because when people think of leadership, they think of being over an organization, being a pastor, being, you know, a business leader. But no, you're a leader over your family. You're a leader at the job, whether you're in, in charge or not. You have influence. People are watching. People are eating from your tree. Listen, change is inevitable. Growth is optional. You had to choose to be here tonight. Aren't you glad you did? And aren't you glad you did or watching in line? Because there's some people that are just, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, listen, I'm here. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. I'm going to get what I, you know, what I'm supposed to get to take it to the next level. Because God's not done with any of us. We have so much potential yet to fulfill. Wouldn't it feel good to crush the invisible barriers that we faced in the past? Now, I like reading from uh, Pastor Stockstill because he's, he's very much an apostolic gift. And, and uh, you know, some people call them apostles, but where is all the church pioneering and all the kind of, you know, the giftings that it takes to produce what an apostle does? Listen, he said, my greatest desire was to plant 1,000 churches in the surge project in one year. When's the last time you planted one? And then, then you see in this speaker line, apostle such and such. And they're not starting anything. They're just speaking. Well, I guess I'm getting a little bit of trouble tonight. I believe every tree is known by its fruit. You know, you could just tell what I am by what I produce. All right, my wife and I, we're together on this. So, but he was planting 600 in one year, and he seemed to be stuck at that level. Wouldn't we all hate to be stuck at planting 600 churches in one year? Man, that's why you partner with people like that. But it, he seemed to be stuck, and, and, and there's some steps tonight. I'm going to give you about seven steps just really quickly. But he said, um, you know, we're not going to stop at 600, but he used these steps I'm about ready to share with you, and he was able to crush that goal of 1,000 churches. We're going to crush some goals this year, right? So like the prayer of Jabez, remember God wanted to, he said, bless you, may God bless you, and may God enlarge in your territory. But. Can you handle it? Some people have the giftings to, to increase, but they don't have the character to withstand it. You know, as many people as you can influence positively is as many people as you can influence negatively. So why would God want to put his hand on us really strong when we wouldn't use it to give him all the glory, him all the honor, him all the power and praise. I tell, you know, our team, I said, I want us all to do the very best we can. And then we're going to say, God, <laughs> it's your move. Do what you want to do. But we're going to at least get in position so you can maximize this moment. So here's, here's how we do it. First of all, you must grow yourself. Remember, I want to start out with that quote again. Growth is first when? Internal. Then it begins to show up externally. You must grow yourself. Life is now in session. Are you present? Yes. 
If you didn't see last weekend's service, go back because it had an eternal tone to that whole service. We need to have one eye on eternity. We need to be fulfilling God's plans, God's purposes, God's pursuits. When we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, I just want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Whatever, whatever crowns or whatever kinds of this that we got, we're just going to throw it at the feet of Jesus, right? Life is now in session. Are you present? Are you listening? I trust that you are. Someone said, again, talking about growing, someone said, you reach higher shells by standing on the books you read. You reach the higher shells by standing on the books you read. To be very honest, most people are doing no reading whatsoever. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study. So that's just for a preacher. No, I happen to believe it's for all of us. Study. Be eager. Do your utmost to present yourself to God, approved, tested by trial, a workman who has no cause to be ashamed. We study with God's help and by the Holy Spirit, correctly analyzing. That means if you don't study properly, you can incorrectly analyze. Or if you're listening to a speaker that is scratching, scratching your heart or your spirit, bothering you, and it's not in line with, with the Word of God, you're not properly analyzing that Scripture. The Spirit and the Word always agree. You should never learn from somebody that says, I'm beyond the Bible. Because if they're beyond the Bible, they're beyond God. Correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. In today's modern world, it has never been easier to download a book. I mean, even the audio books, while you're driving, you're, you're listening to a book. Why not download a reading plan and read through the entire Bible this year or what I, what I try to do every year is I go through the New Testament, and then I do read some Old Testament, but then I have a, I have a, a devotional plan that I do consistently throughout the year. Then you might want to have a book that, you know, one way to know what your purpose is is what you have a passion to do. I mean, you... You wouldn't even have to get paid for it, and you'd love doing it. If, you, if, if money wasn't an issue, you'd be doing it. That could help you. And then, then what are you good at? I mean, there's some people that they're so good at different things. Like um, over the holidays, some of the ladies, they were doing all kinds of decoration. That would frustrate me. I could never do what they did, and they did it so easily. You might say, well, that's not. And then you see like Arden. Where are you at, Arden? He, he and his wife, Janie, and they're back there ministering to those kids so easy. And, and th- that's a major gift in the body of Christ. Come on now. So many singers up here, that, that they don't have any problem sounding in tune. What about you? And remember, even if you think you can sing, you still have to go through a tryout. And then it just might be. You just might not be as gifted as. 
I could meddle there, forget it. All right, so, but if you're wanting to get better at something, why not have a book along with your Bible reading, your devotional, then read a chapter and increase in that particular area. You also reach higher levels. Listen, you also will reach higher levels by standing on the shoulder of other leaders. My wife and I are standing on the shoulders of Bishop Passion Lady Joy. They, they've paved the way. They, they've trained us up and mentored us, and certainly we learn, we learn from the shoulders of the Hagans as well. And certain, certain divine connections has sort of made my wife and I who we are today in our unique calling. You know, thank God for good pastors. I have one. Thank God for good leaders. Thank God for good bosses. Thank God for good coaches. Thank God for good friends. You need to have some friends you can stand on their shoulders too. Not always pumping them up, but they're, they're building you up and you're building each other up. John Maxwell says, growth doesn't just happen. Growth has got to be intentional. Seldom do we lack access to information that can help us grow, but rarely do we apply the resources at our disposal. Come on now, we're going to crush this growth thing. Put simply, knowing isn't the same as growing. You've got to know something, then you've got to apply something, then you can grow in something. Listen, when you're, when you're hearing the Word of God, sometimes you've not even been taught on a particular subject, but because the Spirit of truth is on the inside of you, He's buried with, with witness with the truth. And when the truth comes that you first learn, apply it now, right where you are. You don't pray about changing when God just dealt with something and showed you something. You do it now. And I'm telling you what, before this service is over, you can become more like Jesus. Knowing isn't the same as growing. Old age may happen automatically, but growth doesn't. To grow to our potential, we have to discard the mistaken beliefs that prevent us from moving forward. Did you realize that you believe God as much as you know? What if you are believing God for something that might not be perfectly right? Just walk in the light with what you have. God's not a hard taskmaster. But, you know, it's just amazing that um, sometimes we have to realize that we're doing things wrong before we stop it and start doing things right. To grow to our potential, we have to discard the mistaken beliefs that prevent us from moving forward. Two, two such beliefs are, number one, that failure is fatal. That failure is fatal. And that, number two, that we don't have time right now to pursue a growth plan. Wrong, wrong. You're not your last mistake. You're not your last failure. You get up the righteous fall how many times? But the Lord helps us. And we just get it right. Sorry, God. Forgive me. Help me. Grace me. Failing doesn't mean that someone is a failure. Mistakes are an inescapable part of life. Did you know that? We learn from our mistakes. Oh, there's so many lessons I had to learn through my mistakes. Some lessons that I wish I didn't. Hmm. 
Failures often teach us lessons that we could never learn otherwise. But we want to fail forward. Learn from our mistakes. Do our best not to repeat them. It's sort of like a dog returning to its vomit. That's pretty disgusting. But it's scriptural. Failures are stepping stones to success. With respect to time, the longer we intend to do something without taking action, the greater the odds that we will never do it. Time is the one resource we cannot recapture once it's lost. That's why I'm encouraging you to come alongside us as we open up this year through prayer and fasting. There's no way to make up for months and years of neglecting personal development. You can't all of a sudden just make up 40 years when someone else has meticulously. I I, I just see this just about every time I talk around this realm. Parents, I want to thank you. I want to commend you for keeping your kids consistently in a good environment at this church. You you might not see the fruit right now, but you're going to see it sometime. And there's going to be something special in their lives. Much less you being consistent when others aren't. It's going to, it is just going to help layer you. It's going to help you get prepared. It's going to help you to win. It's going to help you crush goals. There's something different in someone who's faithful and and can count on them and, and they're consistent. There's just the character development is so wonderful. Man, I could just point out so many people that fit that bill here at Harvest. So I'm trying to talk about how do we crush these goals. Well, first of all, you got to grow yourself. Number two, you must know yourself to grow yourself. you got to know yourself. Self-awareness. Listen to this. People are never able to outperform their self-image. I don't know why I like investigative programs. I really do. I just, I like the real life ones that, or you might see, I just like to see the different walks in life and see how people, how cases are done and all that. But, um, but you'll see also when it comes to addictions, people see themselves as addicts and that's the way they'll forever act until they can see themselves with new eyes. When you get born again, your sins are wiped away. You're no longer a sinner. You have the nature of God. It doesn't say that we'll never miss it, but if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we're sinners, when we're saviors. <laughs> what am I saying? When, 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 we're, when we mess up. Um, but you've got to know yourself to grow yourself. If you always see yourself as a failure, if you always see yourself with, with uh, abusive words that you grew up with, you've got to replace those words with a life-breathing word of the Most High God who can change your image and he cause you to see yourself move out of that realm of a failure into the realm of a success. Child of God that's loved of God. I'll say it again. You must know yourself to grow yourself. People are never able to outperform their self-image. 
Now, personal growth isn't one-size-fits-all strategy for self-improvement. It's not. For personal growth to uh, be beneficial and not waste time and energy, it must be, listen, it must be suited to your unique strengths and to your particular temperament. You know, the whole school system, and I love you teachers and you leaders, and it's just what is an assignment and a ministry to be sent into the public school systems and education. But I think the thing that that I had a problem with growing up was everyone was taught the same style and expected to learn the same way. We don't all, we don't all learn the same. I'm more show me, let me do it, and I got it. Right? That's sort of my style, and that's why that's what we do with uh, folks that... Um, volunteer for the ministry and, and, and all the different things. We, we're not just going to throw you in here. We're going we're gonna to let you watch us do it for a while. It depends on what, what, I'm talk, what area it might be, but you might be just supportive. But then again, there could be a day where all of a sudden you've seen it so much, you're like, I could do that. Not everyone shares the uh, learning style. And I want to go to Proverbs 22 and verse 6 because this is so important that we train up our children in the way that they should go, not the way we want them to go. And in keeping with their individual gift, their individual bent, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Joseph and Hannah have the same gold heart. But they are so different when it comes to giftings. And the same grace Hannah has on her life to help her to boost, produce in her gifting so wonderfully is the same thing that Joseph has in his life in a different way. I didn't make Joseph be a football player. I preferred he didn't play it. Go get technology and become the football player's boss. And be healthy while you're at it. You're not maimed or anything. Excuse me. I did like football and different sports. But I, I wasn't trying to live my dreams through, through him. We, we, we changed up a lot of things as they were growing up. Didn't try to force them to be anything. Personal growth requires your, your identifying with your purpose. And again, I share with you just a little bit of, of how you identify your purpose. What are you good at? You know, when Joseph was growing up, man, he loved playing technology games. He loved all that kind of stuff. And, and I didn't. But I sat with him some. And then we do things as a family and compromise and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Hannah, when she was born, she started singing. I mean, everywhere she went, she was singing. Even before she could sing, she was shouting. But then all of a sudden you find out Joseph is now editing videos. And, he, and he's got an attention to editing and, and uh, different things like that. I, I don't mean to talk about us, but I guess it's better talking about us than talking about you. Right? But... Um, if, if you get real with yourself, you could just see what you're inclined to do. And then here's the thing. If you're not quite sure what you're good at, begin to volunteer. You'll find out. Just volunteer in something that might interest you. And you serve your way to your destiny till you 
I, I told Leon the other day, I said, Leon, you and I are going to, uh, we are going to, how do I say this? When we go to be with the Lord, we're gonna, we are going to go be with the Lord fully empty of everything we are supposed to accomplish here on this earth. 2 Timothy 3.16 talks about how the word can help us find our purpose. Every scripture is God-breathed, given by inspiration, his inspiration. And the word's profitable for instruction. Uh-oh. The word's also profitable for what? Reproof. In a local church, there's, there's got to be words of reproof. And it's the, done by the Spirit of God most of the time through a teaching. And also conviction of sin. What else does the word bring? Correction of error. If you're going to a particular There's no such thing as a pastor having one message. A pastor has to to be sort of a general practitioner. And whether you like to eat certain stuff or not, we're going to feed it to you because you need it. It's good for you. If If all I ever did was just to encourage you, I could be encouraging you to sin without dealing with it. And the wages of sin is still death. And why would I condone a lifestyle that would send you to hell without me telling you that that's what the word says about it? So I, and the world calls me doing that hate speech when I get into different things. The words for correction, discipline, and obedience. Also, here it is. The word also helps train us in righteousness, in holy living. What kind of living? Living any way you want to. Holy living in conformity to God's will, in thought, purpose, and action. You will never fulfill the will of God without a constant dose of the Word of God in your life. Unless you're clear where you're headed, you won't even know which way to grow. So that's why I say, number two, you must know yourself to grow yourself. And you want to feed in that particular area that you need to grow in. And once you have a definite vision in mind, you can begin to develop the specific set of skill sets needed to accomplish it. Ah, I do have some old school in me. Uh, I think people are most effective, and you can tell if, you, if, you're, if your um, kids are in college... I would encourage you to have them go and do internships and have them volunteer, not even have to get paid. They can learn a skill set that could all of a sudden employ them. Education without experience is like almost putting you in a position in the world with just a title and you not knowing how to do the job. I like apprenticeships. I like people learning from those who know what they're doing. Number three, you must develop new relationships. If you really want to go forward in God and there's a relationship or two snagging you and pulling you down, 
We know the word says, don't be deceived, misled, evil companionship, communion, associations corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. You know, I, um, there, there's no such thing as a perfect human being, but I think we all should have a good heart. A perfect heart, not a defiled heart. And you, you need to be hanging out with some clean people. You can witness to some other folks, but if they, if they consistently reject you moving forward with you in the right direction, some guys will, I mean, God will say, move, move forward. Here's another sobering statement about those who you're hanging around with right now. And I'm convinced this is one of the reasons why God had me get out and get away from my family. I love you, family, but I had to go in a different direction. Certain family members, they were going down a dark path. Certain family members, they were going down a business path. Certain family members, listen, I, I wasn't supposed to be a part of that. So God called me out like he does all of us in a certain measure, in a certain way, because God has a plan set for our lives that's different a lot of times than it is from our family that's not going in the right direction. I've seen people move away, get to the will of God, and something snags them back to go back to where they were raised, and they get snagged back in all that other junk again. You are the sum total of the five, the top five people you spend the most of your time with. Man, when I think about that, I was like, I like my company. In other words, the people you have or hang out with, they're either helping you solve problems or they're, big, they're a big part of the problem. Are you all breathing tonight? I'm trying to figure out how I get done with this. Um, how are we going to fulfill the will of God and crush those goals this year? Number one, we got to grow. Number two, we have to know ourselves to grow ourselves, awareness. Number three, we must develop new relationships. Ask God for, for the right people in your life and pay attention. Every tree is known by its, it's, it's not bad to inspect people's fruit. We're not judging them. But if you hang around them long enough, you're going to be, begin to eat of the fruit of their tree and their seeds in that fruit. That'll get on the inside of you and reproduce. Number four, and this is what we're going to be doing coming the first of the year here Sunday. Fasting doesn't change God, but here's the next thing we need to do. We need to pray and fast. It's not a legalistic thing, but there's certain times we just need to spend some extra time before God. Remember again, pray, prayer and fasting doesn't change God. It changes you. And fasting is a time of pursuing a deeper relationship with God. We will gain greater faith because we're, we're, we're 
maybe cutting back on social media or, or whatever you might choose to back up on, then all of a sudden it'll free up some other time to get into the Word. So faith comes by hearing. And then you're keeping your, your goals before the Lord. Maybe you don't have all your goals together yet. Maybe you want to seek God for a little time to, um, to see exactly what you feel like you need to accomplish this year. But some, something happens in the spirit world when we focus on God's kingdom more than natural surroundings, natural things. You fast not just to fast, but to pursue God with all your heart. Otherwise, it's just a glorious diet. That's, you know, which I have a certain weight goal. And, uh, but, you know, just fasting without prayer and the right attitude and, and, and praying and, and being consistent before God, is, it's really a glorified fast. So we don't want to just do that unless you just want to. But we want to declare a period of time that we're going to, you know, make some changes for the first 21 uh, days of the year and set some good habits. Then number five, you must change your daily routine. There are certain things that you need to change in order to be able to accomplish these goals that we write down. You can't change your life until you change something you do every day. There are certain standards. I don't have to remember to pray. You kidding me? I don't have to remember getting the word. There's certain things that are just a part of my life. I have responsibilities. But if you want to crush barriers, something has to change. If you stay like you are, you'll achieve and produce what you're achieving and producing right now, which is the definition of being, that's insanity. Do you want some different results in your business this year? Do you want to generate some more income? Do you want to uh, get more training through, uh, you know, do you, want to, do you want to qualify for a new position on the job? That, that don't just, your job is not going to promote you if you're not equipped to handle the job. If you want to be promoted, ask them, can I go to a course? What can I do to make myself more valuable to you? And watch your, the jaw your boss hit the floor. If you want to be in better shape, then there's got to be a goal of exercising, a certain diet. <laughs> yes, Lord. Do something different every day. Number six, be consistent. Listen, motivation gets you going, but discipline keeps you growing. Anybody can do this thing for a week. Anyone who has ever lost weight, can I get an amen? You don't even know what I say. Well, listen, through regular exercise, you know, losing weight, different things, can, can, can you bear witness that there's some days that you didn't feel like going to the gym? Or there's some days that you didn't feel like putting down that second piece of apple pie? And we got a gift this year of some sort of pastry. I wish I never tasted it. It's that good. And now it's a standard in our holidays. Thank God for the fast. It is beneficial physically. 
You know, all the excitement about getting in shape dissipates at about 5 a.m. in the morning when you're getting ready to go work out. To get where you want to go in life, personal growth cannot be overlooked, postponed, or taken for granted. You can't change your destination overnight, you know. That's, that's why it's, it's amazing how people can get upset at God. But yet, they, they spent all these years making bad decisions, and now they find themselves in a bad place. But then they turn to God, and they're learning out who they are in Christ, and things just don't seem to be, ha- you know, turning on a dime of, you know, their life just changing instantaneously in some of the natural choices I've made. And they say, you know what, I've been serving God. I've been serving God three weeks and nothing's changed. God's changing it. There's some things. You do reap what you sow, but it'll help you reap different fruit as you begin to grow and sow better. You can't change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. If I could beg somebody in this room today to stop hanging out with that person or those people that keep bringing you down, I I would beg you. Just beg you. And listen, if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan. Amen. We're going to crush some goals in 20. 22, we're going to grow. We're going to know ourselves, our self-awareness, and we're going to develop new relationships. We're going to change some daily routines. We're going to be consistent. Amen. I'll just hand those out Sunday. Would you all stand up with me, please? Stand up, stand up with me. Father, thank you for your, your word tonight, and God, I'm always first in line to, to judge myself in these matters, and Father, I, I just thank you. There's more potential in me that you're expecting out of me this year. Help me to know which way to go and, and, and how to be able to walk in that level you desire. Help all of us, Father. Father, we just thank you that you're... you're You're helping just sort of like you did those churches in Revelation through this season of prayer and fasting, just a time where we can be evaluated. It's not bad. I like to be evaluated. Don't always like everything about the evaluation, but Father, forgive us if we've erred or walked in any other way than you meant for us in 2021, but we purpose to do better in 2022, and we praise you and we honor you. We rededicate ourselves to you. And we're, we're, we want everybody to come along with us in what we do along this, our purpose. But Father, regardless, we're, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're going to give you all the glory. Come on, let's give him glory. All the glory, all the honor, all the power, all the praise, and all the dominion. In Jesus' name. <laughs>